Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano. Eric Bilstead and Steve Scafidi, Mike Spaulding in News, Debbie on the Roads, and Greg Pancake Hill is producing the big show. Getting word now that Vince, who told us earlier this morning that he was going to go to the Star Wars world down there in Orlando, he's saying now that it's closed. He did a Wally World thing. He le- legitimately How do you not got- know that? <laughs> He went down there, and it's closed for what? Crypto Spiridion. That's what somebody said on Facebook. Wow. Take it for what it's worth. Okay, so the Super Bowl is on Sunday. Eagles and Chiefs, and then, of course, there are the ads. What, we have 110 million people going to watch the Super Bowl, at least portions of the Super Bowl. We have $7 million per 30 seconds for an ad. So how do you make something work if that is your job, joining us now in studio is Todd Stone, the Senior VP and Executive Creative Director at Kramer Kresselt. All right, Todd, the onus is on you. How do you create a commercial that stands out? Oh, that's a, that, that, that's a tough question. It's, uh, I got to tell you that there's, um, you know, there's no formula to it. It's, uh, it, it's something that, uh, you know, it's really something people are watching the Super Bowl because they want to be entertained. Right. So so this venue is really, really different than every other advertising venue. Right. The your real risk is your biggest risk is to be boring. Right. So you don't want to sell too hard. You you, want to entertain people. Ideally, take that entertainment and tie it to your brand. So so you can make that linkage between the brand and the idea. And those are the ads that usually rise to the top. With that in mind, what plays better, serious, thoughtful or funny, goofy? What's better? Again, it, it probably depends on the on the year, and it depends on your taste, right? So, so <laughs> I always choose the latter. I always choose the latter too. Yeah, I, I I really like that. Although, if you look at you know some of the great ads over time, you know the Macintosh. You can't talk about the Super Bowl without talking about the Macintosh. Um, you know, nineteen eighty four ad. Um, that was definitely profound and thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And you know, you've got Mean Joe Green tossing jerseys to little kids. And that's heartwarming. And so those are those are great ads, and they're ads that stand, you know, that stand out years and years later. But I like the funny ones. I think it's uh, I, I again think it's uh, a time when uh, when people are looking to be entertained, right? Very seldom, I think, especially today with younger uh, younger folks who are a little resistant to ad messages. Right? This is a stage where people are literally waiting to see your ads. So you really there's a lot of pressure to deliver, and you know a lot of monetary pressure. To Seven million dollars. Right, Seven. Right. Well, it should, costs more than that probably to make the ad. It's right? actually yeah, yeah. by the time you're making the ad, and one of the trends we're seeing, uh, we always see is celebrities mm-hmm. in ads. But this year, it's kind of it's kind of unhinged the amount of celebrities that you're. Seeing. Hard to find an ad without one, right? You've got Will Ferrell doing a um, doing an ad, uh, kind of an interesting combo ad for Netflix and GM, and you've got. Melissa McCarthy doing yep. booking.com. And then you're also seeing trends of like, if one celebrity isn't enough, like let's put seven celebrities in, right? There's a Doritos ad that has um, Missy Elliott, Nelton John and Jack Harlow. And it just keeps going and going and building and building. And, uh, you know, everybody's trying to feel bigger and one up the other brand. Todd Stone joins us from Kramer Kresseld. One thing that obviously over the years has really taken hold is the amount of ads that are on Social media beforehand or on some type of digital platform before the actual ad. Has that made the ad creation process easier or more difficult when you know that you can almost expand it and have something larger that you obviously need to whittle down the 30 seconds on Sunday? Yeah. You know, even within our industry, people debate this a lot, right? In that 
I mean, personally, I miss ads being revealed on, on the game. I, I miss the, you know, when, when I go to Super Bowl parties now, you know, everybody used to shush to see what the ads are. And most people have seen them, so they yeah. don't shush. So, so I, I think something's been lost in that. But there's also, I think if a brand embraces the fact that this is just kind of the new, the new normal, you can do a lot of PR efforts beforehand, mm-hmm. and um, and you can get more mileage out more of seven million buck. dollars. Yeah. I was going to ask what the thought process there because is it also a, a chance to vet if there's something that maybe shouldn't be aired during the Super Bowl, something <laughs> they, a mistake you made, or is is that a critical review of in advance of the big game? Yeah, I mean, I hope that's I hope that I mean, doesn't you, happen you with saying. somebody because at that point you've pretty you're much spent your, yeah you spent all your money. Spend your money, so uh, so so that would be tough. But if you look at uh, this year, for example. The M and M's. Have you been? I don't know if you've been following the. I haven't watched any of them. The the M and M's story. Maya Rudolph and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, there was the M and M's. They changed the shoes of the characters, and Tucker Carlson went all (laughs) right. I bet M and M is loving this. All all, all nuts on his show about it, and people started, you know, talking about how they're maybe trying to (laughs) degenderize the M and M characters. And so M&M's came out and said, "Hey, we're sorry. We didn't want to offend anybody. We're going to be doing this these ads with Maya Rudolph." You know, instead of our Eminem characters, and it's like, is this really happening? Is this really real? And and then some of the teaser ads have come out, and it, they're funny. They're Maya Rudolph, who's changing the name of Eminem's to, of course, to Maya and Yaz or something. Of and, course, and, 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 they're, and they're clam and they're clams covered in chocolate. It's, hmm. it's, it's, right? it's genius. And, 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 and so you can only sense that it's building to something where these Eminem characters are probably going to come in on the day of the Super Bowl and save the day. Of so course. I don't know that for sure, but I don't know how, I, I don't know how that's not how it's going to end Todd, up. Todd, I'm on the exact same page. I said it a couple of weeks ago on the program. Like, there's no way that this doesn't come back around on Sunday. They're going to, we just know that this is how that works. So you but, guys, but, but, but what they're doing is they're getting so much more out of that right, $7 right, million. Expanding, dollars, right? Yep. I mean, the, the, the amount of press coverage they've gotten you know, for saying they're putting their characters on hiatus and doing all this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's uh, that's a brilliant you know way of really getting the most out of your dollars. Are there any companies that aren't leasing it ahead of time, leasing their commercial? Who aren't leasing their commercial? Aren't putting meaning, it out early, previewing? Um, you know, I'm not totally sure. Because that's I, more interesting than me. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure there may be a couple. I th- the, you know, the trend is definitely most of them are out. But I think I think the ones who don't put it out are the ones like M and M's who are kind of teasing it out. To make it still important when you see it on game day, right? right? So if you're building this whole storyline and then you reveal it, that kind of has, you know, it, it has the power that the original um, approach used to have. So I, I, I approach it this way because I watch it by myself with my wife. I don't go to a party. So I actually look at it as homework that day. I want to just see them fresh. I don't want to read what people said about them or hear what they said about them. I just want to watch them. You, you shouldn't be talking to me <laughs> right now. Uh, get out of here, Todd. Yeah, so, yeah. You invited me. Just for <laughs> so. Todd Stone joins us from Kramer Crestle. So you guys over there have placed some of these ads. What does that mean? Tell us how you guys have been connected to a Super Bowl ad in the past. Yeah, I mean, I mean we've been around a long time. Yeah. We were uh, one of the oldest agencies in the country. We were founded in 1898 here in Milwaukee. Wow. Which is, uh, That's amazing. I know. It's kind of nuts. And uh, And – yeah, we've had a lot of opportunities to do Super Bowl spots for clients. What we, was it uh, like creating ads in 1898? Oh, I tell you, it was, <laughs> from what I understand, it was, it, was, it was harder. But is there a process to it? Is there a, a long process? How does that go? Oh, yeah. I mean, th- th- this is the opportunity that everybody wants, right? So you're getting lots and lots of people involved. You've got lots of voices. Um, 
you know, you, you, you're, you're trying to be as entertaining as possible. Clients are, you know, you know, clients are very involved. It's, it's a, it's a big, big deal. And, um, and w- we've done it. We did, I think for 12 years running, we did the master lock ads for 12 Super Bowls in mm-hmm. a row mm-hmm. with the bullet going through the lock. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we did uh, ads for um, CareerBuilder.com for years, where people are working with monkeys, and those were always some of the some of the USA Today That's, top. That one just made the the CBS show. They did a CBS show, Boomer Sison hosted and. That one came up, the monkey it, 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 one. Yeah, that's one that's always kind of been a favorite. We did uh, we did a Heinz ad a few years ago for uh, it was the, I think it was their first Super Bowl effort, and we just did Porsche's first Super Bowl ad like that was three years ago. It was just before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, we, we we get plenty of opportunities at CK. And what what makes the worst list like one you can that stands out in your mind that was oh my god that's horrific. Not of theirs, of course. No, just none of your work. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, to me, I don't know that I even remember anything from the worst list. I mean, because they're just uh, awful. On any given year, I can. I just know you don't want to. If, if you're paying seven million dollars, and on top of that, you're paying the production costs, the celebrities, everything, mm-hmm. you don't want to mm-hmm. be on the. You don't want to be on the bottom of the worst list. Usually, it's like I think last year it was Nick Jonas had an ad for a glucose testing product, and it was, <laughs> and, and it was just kind of wow. like, and it was. It was kind of your normal pharma ad, except Nick Jonas was the guy. <laughs> Some random and, thing. And, and it's like, that's just, I don't know, that's maybe not the best use of your dollars and or Nick Jonas. Mm. Todd Stone from Kramer Kressel. He's the senior VP and the executive creative director there. Looking forward to it, man. Appreciate the insight. Oh, absolutely. Fun to, fun to be here.